0: sometimes circumstances seem to get in the way of who we really are you could say they keep us from being in touch with our soul nature well in this episode i'm going to share with you why that doesn't have to be the case and the flawed thinking that makes us believe that it is plus i'm going to share how you can access your soul nature anytime and use it to guide you no matter what's happening in your life. Now that means you can start becoming free and untangled from life's, how do I put this, less than perfect situations and start aligning your energy with the life that you want to create. So let's get into it. Hitting Kim. Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast. You're in the right place if you're a growth-seeking being who acknowledges the challenges and delights of your humanity on the path to an ever more conscious life. If you want to feel inspired to love and accept yourself, to feel free to be and express you in all your brilliance, if you want to truly value yourself and others and feel energized and alive both at home and in the world, Then sit back and take a breath as you explore and grow the brilliance of your beautiful human self with your host, the father of non-personal awareness and creator of the MPA process, Joel Young. Hello, hello, hello and welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast with me, Joel Young. I'm delighted to be back. Yes, it's been a bit of an absence last time I spoke to you Uh, I said I'd be away for a weekend. Oh dear, it's been two weeks. (laughs) My apologies if you wondered what the heck had happened last week. Uh, They do say distance makes the heart grow fonder. As it happens, the first week was a holiday and last week there was a bit of a family situation which meant that I wasn't able to do the recording. But I am back. We are at episode number 98, which if you're a regular listener, you know that means that you can go to the show notes at www.beabrillianthuman.com slash 98 and that you've got 97 previous episodes to binge watch if you're brand new. And if you're brand new, welcome, by the way. I'm so delighted that you're here and speaking of episode 98, we're just, well, two more episodes away from our centenary episode, episode number 100. And as you know, again, if you've been listening, that I'm looking forward to episode number 100. And want to do a bit of a celebration of those 100 episodes. We're going to do kind of a, a top 10 according to listens, but I'm also looking to hear from you guys. Let me know, you know, if there was a particular episode that touched you, moved you, made you laugh, you know, ones that particularly stuck out to you, I'd love to hear from you on that. You can get hold of me. You can email me, joel at nonpersonalawareness.com. You can go through social media channels. You'll find me on Facebook via, you just search NPA rocks there Uh, on Instagram and Twitter at the handle at MPA, and on YouTube, you'll find me at youtube.com slash Joel Young <laughs> to think for a moment what is my name <laughs> and you can leave a comment there um, send me messages let me know oh yes of course and on the main website Uh there's a button there you can set that says leave a message and you can leave me a, a voice message there which I can then put on the show I would love to hear from you and before we get into this week's episode a quick tease on next week's episode which will be episode 99. Um, If you've ever experienced being manipulated, you're definitely going to want to listen to next week's show because I'll be talking all about manipulation, how to know if you're being manipulated and that good stuff. So make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already so you can be notified when that episode comes out. Now, today we're talking about what's your soul nature and how can you live it each day? Well, I'm going to break this down a couple of bits. We need to talk a bit about definitions of soul because it's one of those words. uh, Talk about the issues that people have around getting in touch with it and finding it and look a bit at that flawed thinking. And also, you know, I like to get practical. So we're also going to dive into sort of how can you get access to it? And then if you do get access to it, how can you use it? All right. Sound good? Stay with me then. Let's get into it. So what's your soul nature? What do I mean by that? Well, a lot of the time on this show, I tend to talk about things in terms of, you know, in relation to being who you really are. What I tend to refer that to is kind of who's showing up in the moment. And I generally include, you know, the personality aspect. I think a lot of the sort of modern spiritual dogma, as I tend to refer to it to, Makes a distinction like somehow your soul or, um, you know, or, or the enlightenment aspect of ourselves are somehow greater than or better than our personalities. For me, it's always more about including that personality, often called the ego, um, because in my view, that's where the rubber meets the road in the, in this material world. And it what make, it's what makes us kind of who we are in a day to day, very human level. And this is, after all, be a brilliant human show not be an enlightened master show so <laughs> there's a bit of a difference there um, but soul is one of those words that has a lot of different opinions about what it means so I thought I'd define what it is I mean my first recommendation today really is is to play lightly with however you define this and how you play with it as I offer my perspectives today I mean the underlying intention here is is to think of it in terms of like some kind of underlying energy that resonates and aligns with you at every level. For me, that is more about when you're in touch with that or expressing it in some way, even through your wonderful personality. That's when you're kind of aligned. That's when you're in touch with your soul nature. And and I think the, the gift of being in touch with it, of course, is that things tend to flow better. We feel better in ourselves. We more, feel more of a sense of purpose, more connected and all that yummy stuff. But when we get into the idea of, you know, what is your soul nature or defining it in, in personal terms to ourselves, um, we often come across things that can block us from sort of getting a, a clear sense of it. I mean, the first thing is overthinking it, right? (laughs) I know you don't overthink things, you know, but a friend of yours probably does. But we overthink, you know, trying to sort of use our, our mind in a very logical, mental way, even if we're saying we're being creative, but there's this aspect of ourselves that sort of overthinks the meanings. That's why I'm saying to just play lightly with it. It's really that underlying connected energy is what I'm pointing to today. And the other thing that we do is is we sort of, we find other people's definitions. You know, we, we find other people's ideas of, you know, if I was in touch with my soul, then I would be this or that or the other. Um, and I find that a very limiting thing to do. And also it sets you up for comparisonitis. That's not a word, but I have just made it up. Comparisonitis, the suffering from inflammation of the yuckiness of the soul <laughs> due to comparison of or the following of somebody else's ideas rather than its very nature, which is to come into contact and in touch with yourself. So trying to be what others say it is, um, is a hiding to nothing is my opinion. And also there there are sort of within other people's ideas, there are some very limited definitions of what it is. I mean, even my definition, which is including play lightly and is about aligning with yourself, connecting with an underlying energy. You know, don't don't take just my word for it. If it resonates, great. If it doesn't, then, you know, find your own definition of it. And I think one of the other interesting things that I see when people talk about, you know, who am I? What's my soul nature? Various forms of that is a sort of a, a fear of permanency or commitment, you know, if I choose one, what if I'm wrong? <laughs> and now I'm stuck with that definition and then suddenly I feel caged and trapped. So fuck it, I'm not going to choose, I'm just going to stay amorphous. Well rest rest your mind rest your mind at least at least if you're going to take on my uh, my very loose open definitions then the way that i see it is that you know as you do as you work through what i'm offering you today and you discover your soul nature or some expression of your soul nature these things aren't necessarily permanent you know you don't have to get trapped Uh, Because whenever we connect with these things, they are contextually correct and aligned in relation to the current situations, you know, who we are, what we're experiencing at the time. So they're they're very happy to evolve with you. So you don't have to be, um, you know, like. Until death do us part <laughs> with whatever de- definitions you come up with, whatever label or, uh, or term or, or expression of your soul nature today, it really is an opportunity to go, oh, that's, that really works for me, me right now. And I'm open. I think that's a really kind of a, a good philosophy for life in general. This is this really works for me now. I love it. I'm going to embrace it fully. And that's the level of my commitment. And then as I go forward, if it continues to be that, then maybe it is till death do us part. And if it doesn't, then I'm willing to be open to uh, how it evolves, how it changes, how it shifts. And then you don't get this this horrible sense of being trapped by some label. We are not our labels. <laughs> and even if we are, they evolve. <laughs> Freedom, hooray! Uh, But the thing I think that that if you drop all of that stuff, then it's my view that we just kind of know, we kind of have a, a sense of it, even with the varying labels, when you when you connect to an expression of it, which is what we're looking at today, you do get that sense of resonance. You get kind of the tingly winglies. It's sort of your whole body being and soul sings when you find some way to express what that is um, and I think that's a beautiful beautiful thing so stay really open be playful about this today um, and know that you know you're not tied in for life to us to a specifically defined label because it can evolve over time so why is it even important to get in contact with this you know what's what happens when you don't or what what are the things that show up that mean that um, that causes trouble? I mean, after all, why would we want to do something unless it makes our life a little bit better, right? Well, I think the main thing or the sort of flawed thinking that I see is is that people can get tied up in circumstance. It's It's really a debate around being versus doing. It's like what I'll hear is something on the lines very commonly of, you know, I'm not who I know I could be because A, B or C limits me. So, you know, particularly if there are certain situations like say with my (laughs) mother-in-law, I know I can't be who I really am with my mother-in-law because she A, B, C, and that means that I can't X, Y, Z. So we sort of invoke the middleman effect and we make our sense of who we are conditional on external circumstances. Now, that is a situation which is immediately going to put you out of resonance with yourself. And it's it's very easy and very quick to become sort of unbalanced in your centeredness, centered in that sense of, of who you are in your being, you know, very quickly. An analogy I like to use is like, if you're placing... The conditions of your happiness outside of yourself. It's a bit like holding a very light dumbbell um, at arm's length. Now, even if you're like super ripped <laughs> and you can maybe hold it for a long time, after a time, literally just the act of holding that dumbbell out at arm's length, even the smallest one, at some point, it's going to become very heavy and very straining. If you're then holding it over an extended period, it's gonna, your posture is gonna shift to compensate it. So you'll begin to get normalized to standing in kind of a bent out of shape way. Now, obviously that's a metaphor, but fundamentally it's it's the, the issue that happens to people when they place their sort of sense of internal alignedness on other people's or other people's behavior or circumstances outside of themselves. So I'm a fan of cutting out the middleman because if we use that same analogy, then if you take that very light dumbbell and you bring it back and sort of hold it close to your chest, which again, metaphorically is like keeping it close to you, keeping yourself centered, um, the weight seems so much less and it's much more sustainable to actually just continue to, to have it in that way. Now, the dumbbell doesn't have to be a bad thing, but we all kind of carry the stuff of life with us. And it makes it a lot easier to carry when you're centered in yourself when you keep it close to you. Hence, cutting out the middleman is really about bringing it back to you. And the way to do this is that that ex- external stuff is kind of mirrored by the idea of doing. If I do this, or if they do that, then I can be blah 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 blah. Whereas, and I tend to think of that as the cart before the horse. <laughs> because the truth is most of it if if you start with the beingness if you start with the beingness then the doing becomes an expression of that things tend to flow a lot better because if you think just think about the logic chain of events here beingness really begets the doing so if you are being something then um then the feelings that are spawned from that, the behaviors that come from that, the beliefs that you have or the perception that you have, all of them are guided by the state of being that you're in. In a way, sort of our beingness creates our experience. Now, I'm not necessarily going down the line of sort of that Abraham style, we create our own reality, but I do agree that we create our experience because it's filtered through our feelings, behaviors and beliefs but we tend to try and work backwards. If we change a belief, then we'll be different. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't work at times. I'm just suggesting it's the hard way, plus it's conditional on certain doings, you know, certain certain external expressions of a beingness. If you can come back and establish a beingness, which aligns with your, um, with your energy, with your body, your, your soul nature, as I'm calling it today, Uh, Then you'll find that those those feelings and behaviors and beliefs can come along regardless of the external circumstances. You're now putting the horse in front of the car, in front of the cart, which it takes a lot less energy is a lot easier. And and saves a lot of actual personal development workers struggling to change all those beliefs and feelings and perceptions. So beingness really is, is the power. I mean, in terms of MPA, uh, and again, I'm aware that I haven't mentioned MPA today. So if you're new here, MPA stands for Non-Personal Awareness. There's a simple six-line process, um, which you can download at www.joelyoungmpa.com i They done it for free um, but it really the reason I'm raising it is because I often say it works with I- an identity level that's another way of saying beingness really because who you're being in a way is your sense of identity and in the same way that's why MPA is so freaking powerful even though it's a simple six-line spoken word process um, when you shift your identity who you are being, then the feelings, behaviours and beliefs change all by themselves, which is freaking fantastic. So it's important to not try to be someone or something else, but rather get in touch with the beingness of your nature, your soul nature. So how on earth do you know what your soul nature is with all that overthinking? (laughs) Well, what I'm going to say here is this is about how to find a key for your soul nature and that's kind of an important distinction i'm calling it a key because as i've already sort of said to you you know it's a fluid and bigger thing than the mind can grasp so, you know, we can speak the language of the soul and, and it will connect us to a state of beingness that the mind can grasp and work with. And that's more important than the what the mind wants is to get it right and all in one go. What I tend to find with this is that when an answer comes to it, the mind, after the fact, can begin to bring up stories and justifications of why that's a really cool idea. And it, it was probably responsible for it in the first place because that's what the mind does. <laughs> so how, how do you find it? Well, Remember how I, I talked about um, the conditionality, you know, putting outside if these conditions, you know, if, if if my mother-in-law does A, B and C, then I could be my true self. If only she didn't criticize me, if only she, um, you know, didn't uh, make those uh, cutting comments. Um, if only she didn't try and tear my husband down, you know, all those things, those are the conditions. Um so the first thing to do is to get clear on what those conditions are. You know, if, if it's a particularly circumstantial thing, or if you're doing it more generally in life, it's like, what what are the conditions that you're looking for that you believe are blocking you from being a true expression of yourself? Now, this isn't about figuring out how to fix all those things. That's the beauty of this. Oh my God, um, it's just just by knowing what they are and we know what they are. You just need to make a list. Um, you know and let yourself dream make it perfect some of these things might seem like they're totally far-fetched impossible all the rest of it But these are all your middlemen so write them down. Just just get a list of all the things, you know, what would make it perfect? Um, and when you got that list I want you to ask yourself this question Who would you be if all the conditions were met? Who would you be if all the conditions were met if all of that came true All the dream come true. Who would you be? And this is a matter of inquiry. This is very important. I've said this on other episodes before, but it's something I will repeat till the day I die unless it evolves. (laughs) But the nature of inquiry is not about using your mind to figure it out. It's using that deeper part to let the question do the work and let the answer find you. So when you ask that question, be still and just see what arises naturally within you. There's different ways it might come up. It might come up as words. Uh, It might come up as an emotional response or or something more symbolic. Um, But just trust the thing that arises within you to meet the question. Now it's important here not to second guess it, but there's a difference between second guessing it and exploring the answer. In fact, when you explore the answer, that's often where you find that the mind gets busy coming up with understanding why that's such a blooming good fit. But most of the time you'll get a sense of um, a sense of resonance. That'll be your clue. Uh, a sense of like, oh my God, that's just the perfect thing. And remember, this isn't about going back and oh, that means I can fix everything. It's not about fixing the middleman stuff. Do you get that? It's not about fixing that. It's like, if that was fixed, who would you be? We're looking to find the beingness, your soul nature, regardless of the circumstances. So it's important to trust your system because it it knows how to communicate with, with you. And, you know, it knows how to touch in at a soul level. So let me give you an example of this. So I had a client recently. And again, she had the, 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 the symptoms were, were all there, lots of conditions that were keeping her from being who, who she felt she really was. Um, and one thing to say about that, because th- there are a number of conditions there, this isn't about, you know, dismissing or invalidating um, your desire, or in her case, her desire for these conditions, or the boundaries for that matter. You'll know if you listen to this show that I'm very big on boundaries, they're very important. So that's again not the objective here not to invalidate the desire for those things to happen it's about finding the beingness behind them again um you know those conditions you know if if you really focus on then again it's the cart before the horse conditions before being so when we sat this client and i sat with when the conditions were met the image and it was very much a sort of visual sort of somatic emotional response to this image was the image of a lighthouse and when she said it both of us together got goosebumps it was like perfect perfect for her it was a wonderful expression of of her soul nature in, especially in relation to the, to the circumstances that were there you know, um, and the interesting thing about it is, which which especially if you're looking at specific situations like with my mother-in-law, um, what you'll find is, you know, that image met all of her personality needs and soul qualities. So the lighthouse sort of was symbolic of shining a light in the dark and and offered the protection that was important as part of the situation. And. Um, it it gave her that understanding that connection to regardless of the weather conditions you know the lighthouse stood strong shone its light they had a sense of fearlessness joyfulness it was still and strong and calm no matter the storm around her so it was a wonderful representation of that kind of sense of of her soul nature now it's interesting isn't it because you think oh my soul nature is a lighthouse uh, you could dismiss it very easily but the thing is however it comes to you when you list out your conditions and then ask that questions if all those conditions were met who would I be then then you'll find that it speaks that deep symbolic level and and again I'm going to sort of come back to beingness and energy it will give you access that's why I called it a key access to that energy. And then you be- can begin to apply it and use it like a guide or a rudder for yourself going forward. And on that note, let's get a bit practical. So once you've got your, your key for your soul nature, um, in my client's example, it was, you know, lighthouse, then what the heck do you do with that? Does it help? I mean, it feels nice in the moment, but how do you use it as you step back out of this momentary inquiry and back into the the bonkersness of life? <laughs> well, that's why I call it a key. I can also call it a rudder. There are some great questions you can ask. So let's say you, you, you get a sense of your soul nature, you walk back out into life and stuff happens. How do you use it as your rudder or your guide? Well, we'll use the example of, of the lighthouse. I mean, one of the questions you can ask yourself was, am I being, and you use your soul nature, but am I being the lighthouse in this situation? So The kids are kicking off or the, you know, the mother-in-law is doing that thing. Am I being the lighthouse? I'm gonna again, using the example from my client, would be a way to check in with yourself. And you'll pretty quickly get a sense of yes or no. And if it's a no, you can go, well, you know, how would i be if i was being the lighthouse you know what would the lighthouse do in this situation or how would the lighthouse respond again the lighthouse would be whatever it is it's come to you whatever label um you've you've given to it because that label again points to that energy that's the point of it. It, it it points it's the key it says this energy if you invoked that if you were stepping into that how would you be responding how would um, you know, what would it behave like if you were being that person that was in that space? And all these ways, again, what happens when you ask those questions? A, it te- keys you back in straight away, and B, it will give you, again, intuitive prompts or guidance into how you can express yourself in a way which puts that beingness first, and hence the chain of events goes forward. So, Again, the responses, you could call it intuitive guidance, imprompts. In just let it come, let it flow. So if you're asking, you know, how would I be if I was being my soul nature, see what comes. Now, it could be as simple as, you know, you might get a sort of almost like a a voice in your head that says, do, do this now. Just some straight instruction. I've certainly had that kind of thing. Um And the thing is, it doesn't have to make sense. That's an interesting thing about when you start practicing this, Um, you know, so it could be things like walk away. You know, if I was just being my true nature, I just walk away. Now, that may be confronting to some of your personality blocks going on. But if you're committed to being your being, your soul nature and you can just follow that, that's going to be the best guidance you could have. You'd be coming from that energy of your soul nature. It might be be silent. It might be speak your truth. It might be trust the warning signs. It might be forgive or don't take it personally. It might even be do the dishes because that's the interesting thing. It doesn't have to make sense because the beingness knows the bigger picture, the bigger, bigger order, divine order, if you like the bigger order of events that goes on and if you can trust the step-by-step guidance using this approach you'll watch miraculous things happen all right I think you've got the scoop you can go and get the notes if you go to www.babrillianthuman.com slash 98 and also, before before we finish this up, maybe this is one of your favorite episodes. Maybe you've gone, oh, this one was spectacular, Joel. Let me know. So I can give it a mention in the 100th episode, which is only two away. Um, get in touch if there's other ones you've thought, well, this one was pretty good, Joel, but number XX was phenomenal. I have to let Joel know. Let me know in the usual ways. Leave a message on the website, get in touch via social media, send me an email. Um, all of those wonderful things I would love to hear from you and last thing before we finish is actually last last three things (laughs) now I'm thinking out loud last three things firstly i mentioned MPA briefly if you want to get the MPA process sheet absolutely free you can do that actually you'll find it on the show notes probably the easiest way to find it. or go to joelyoungmpa.com you'll find it there Um, If you're interested in going deeper with MPA, then um, go have a look at the MPAacademy.com where I host all the courses that I run. Um, Number two, no, I've said three, I didn't write them down. Uh, Oh yes, stay tuned for next week because I'm excited about next week. Couple of reasons. Firstly, it's a topic on which I get on my soapbox in a big way is looking at manipulation. Manipulation is so rife in the world right now. Spoiler alert, I'll be launching a product that will help you never be manipulated again uh, next time. So listen out for that. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so that you get notified when that comes out. And the final thing I wanted to mention, which is the first thing that I thought of, is I did mention working with a client if you are interested into some one-to-one time with me uh, to help you support you work through the issues then you can get in touch you can have a look at the details again at joelyoungmpa.com slash sessions and you can always um, sort of click the book uh, we have like a clarity call, a, a short call just have a chat with me make sure that it's right for you and for me um, to work with you and uh, we can have a quick chat and set up some sessions if that's what you'd like to do. I think we're done for now. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Let me know. And if you did enjoy this episode, let someone else know. Let lots of people know. Tell someone about it. That's the best way to spread the word about this podcast. Big hugs. I will see you next time. And all that remains is to cue the moon.